Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky. It's the podcast about uh, theology shows from the 80s and 90s. I'm John Sorrow. I'm Tom O'Flaherty. What's happening, Tommy? Not much. How you doing, bud? I am doing just dandy. This is our first record since Thanksgiving. That's correct. Uh, and this is going to be our first episode dropping in December. Oh, fun. It is that time of year. The least spooky month of the year, I think. What do you mean? What about Ebenezer Scrooge? Mm, oh, true. The original ghost story. Yeah. And yeah. also Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, hey, guess what I'm doing as like a fun holiday thing. What are you doing? Well, it's my friend Jenny's birthday and we were going to go try to go to a concert. Shout but, out to Jenny. Yeah. What up, Jenny? Uh, but it was sold out. So guess what I'm doing instead? I don't know. I got tickets to go to the San Francisco Symphony. They're showing Home Alone, but playing the whole Danny Elfman wow. score live. They also had, they're doing the same thing for Nightmare Before Christmas, but those tickets are too fucking expensive. Dude, that's so cool. I know. So they're playing the music and they're showing live. the... And they're showing the movie huge. That's so awesome. I know. I think I'm going to eat like a pot brownie or something. and Oh, watch out. Yeah. Have a couple libations and... Some adult libations? Yeah. Whoa. I was like, I should go, I should coordinate with Jenny and we'll go dressed up as Harry and Marv. Uh, oh, that's fun. To the, uh, <laughs> to the symphony. What do you do? Just... We're like I always we'll be the sticky them bandits, as like the, the sticky the bandits, yeah, like the the gloves with the with the mitten Tape. attachment kind of thing. Hell right? yeah, mitten. What do they call those? Glittens. What you know, like when you have the gloves that have the they can be also mittens. Uh, I think that's an East Coast thing. Yeah, you've never experienced real snow. No, I'm a dull pussy. I can't hang. Have you ever been to snow? Yeah, I saw it once. <laughs> you saw it like on TV? No, actually, the first time I actually saw it snow was maybe only like four years ago all right every other time i'd only seen it already on the ground okay it's yeah i mean that's the only time i miss uh, snow is towards the end of this month when it's the holiday season and uh you know home alone's on tv 24 7 hell yeah and uh which is relevant to what you're going to do yeah but. well this episode we're doing today actually is going to be a very nice one uh oh yeah one of the oh, look at that transition yes that's right we are doing uh uh, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, um, and it is a holiday-themed one. Uh, but we have a guest here, uh, and I think you are yeah, going to okay, do the so, honors uh, of introducing our... A friend of ours, a uh, friend of the podcast, and listener, and horror aficionado. Welcome to the podcast, Danielle DeTorgio. Thanks, great to be here. <laughs> I got the name right, right? You did. Excellent. <laughs> I, I said aficionado, and then Del Torchio, and I was like, wait, am I mixing these two words together? <laughs> Uh, well, welcome aboard. Thanks. Uh, as always with our guests, we like to ask you guys, um, what, growing up, obviously you liked horror, and were you scared as a kid? I was. I was a little bit, but I was kind of a weird kid in that I was watching all of the Tales from the Crypt, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and all that kind of stuff all the time. But I watched the last scene from Thriller and lost my shit and, like, couldn't sleep for months. Wow. So it wasn't like the horror shows that you'd think would scare you as a kid that scared me. <laughs> when you say Thriller, that's uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller music video? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's so funny that you were able to handle all the stuff that scared me as a kid. But I remember seeing Thriller and being like, hey. Hey, to be fair, Michael Jackson scared a lot of kids. That's... Those are <laughs> those are claims. Yeah. That's Anyhow, uh, yeah, I watching that kind of shit as a kid is so funny. Especially uh, you're saying the Alfred Hitchcock hour. I watched some of those too, and it's funny. Like uh, those black and white things. I think it kind of lures you into a false sense of like, I don't know. It's not going to be too bad. And then like every once in a while, they are hella devastating, and you're like, what the hell? You know, have your world rocked as a little kid. Yeah. And also, I think uh, one of the things that always messed me up when I would watch these shows as a kid is when uh, their child protagonist doesn't win. Because you're so used to seeing that, like, in kids' movies. And then when that shit goes down, you're like, oh, damn. Do you have any favorites of, like, um, uh, or movies and or shows in particular that you watched growing up that really jumped out to you that I mean you weren't scared by them but like really piqued your interest so many I mean I was afraid 
like Jaws 3, The Revenge of Jaws scarred me for life, which is really funny because it's the least scary of all the Jaws. That is the Jaws that takes place in an underwater amusement park, right? You really are scared by When I think of scary. movies that scared me, like that that was it. And it was funny because I was little and my and my parents turned it off and they joke about it now and said, we thought we'd have to send you to therapy. Wow. And it's just like, well, I still can't get in the ocean. So maybe you should have. I'm almost 30 now, guys. Like, come on. So, so you, you don't like the ocean? I don't like the ocean. Oh, when is the last time you went in, you think, if ever? <laughs> I have been in. It was, it was a long time ago. Okay. I'll do the like up to my knees and then I run out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, I grew up uh, where original Jaws takes place, but I was never really scared of the ocean. I know a lot of people who are scared of lakes more than than uh, than oceans. Uh, yeah. Last episode, uh, Justin was talking about uh, Tessie, the Tahoe monster. Tessie, from, the Tahoe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, from Lake Tahoe. Lakes know. I can do. Like, dead bodies, fine. Sharks, No. That's where I draw the line. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't like lakes because a lot more horror movies take place with like on campgrounds near near lakes. There's never the campground near the ocean. I mean, we did talk about Freddy Goes to Man. Or excuse me, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, that's right. Where that lake is somehow connected to. Yeah, the lake somehow connected <laughs> the to the ocean. I'm not sure how that works. It was problematic. So besides uh, having these shows that you enjoyed as a kid, uh, what type of horror things have you enjoyed in more recent years? So I just finished watching The Haunting on Hill House on yes. Netflix, which uh -huh. I thought was really well done. Uh -huh. um, and in college, I actually got really into Asian horror. Okay, cool. Which I thought was really great. There Any was ones that in particular? Tokyo Gore Police? I was just going <laughs> to say, it was kind of funny that there was... What was the American horror film or like horror action film where that one chick had a machine gun leg and it was a big deal? Oh, uh, yeah. So that would be Planet Terror? Yes. Planet yes. Terror, yeah. Yes. And then you go see Tokyo Gore Police and there's like a creature with like weapons that are all four limbs. And that's just the difference between like American horror and Asian horror. It's like they just bring it to a whole new level. Oh, interesting. I've never watched really much of it. Yeah. Have and you? yeah, I mean, I've watched, you know, what was it? It was like the audition was a big deal when it first came out and like the original like house or like the grudge and like all those, I don't know, like the original stuff that came over here when they started doing, you know, the ring and I don't know. I felt like it got really played out very quick, you know, with like, what about what else, what else are you watched on there too? I'm curious because it's a whole genre I've not tapped into. So I'd be yeah. interested. Um, and the, the director who did old boy, I'm spacing on his name, but he's fantastic. And there's a series of three short films called three extremes that I highly recommend um, and the first one is Dumplings by Fruit Chan, I believe his name is. Chinese, <laughs> yeah. It sounds delicious. Yeah, I was going to say, make me hungry. Yeah. Chinese director. Um, let's edit that out if I'm wrong, but I believe I'm right. We'll keep it in. This, no. <laughs> the second one is Cut, and it's the same director... I always forget his name, but it's the director of Old Boy. Uh, his name is Park Chan Wook. Yes, and the third one—I can't quite recall the name—but it's Takeshi <laughs> Takashi Miike, who's the director who did Audition. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole genre I've not tapped into. So this is interesting because I want to—I've been looking for stuff to watch. I did start uh, the Haunting, uh, the Netflix series, The Haunting on House Hill, uh, and I liked it a lot. I got it right, right? You no, it was a little different. It kind of sounded like someone's dad trying to remember the name of a band. Yeah, I like that band, uh, <laughs> the Rolling uh, Rocks. Oh, there you go. Is that right? Is that what it is? The Rolling Rocks? Go kick rocks. Mm -hmm. What? Huh? Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Today we're talking Tales from the Crypt. I'm very pleased that you picked this. It's one of my favorites. Uh, this episode in particular? 
I mean, this episode is great. This takes place... So, this is an early Tales from the Crypt. Second episode. That's right. The episode before Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone. So... Which we did uh, earlier. Yeah. But the early Tales from the Crypt, I think they were picking some of the better EC Comics as, like, source material. Because as the series went on, it got worse, in my opinion. I just recently watched the final episode which is a cartoon of the three little pigs but what racy and it doesn't make any fucking sense it's narrated by the crypt keeper but the early episodes i feel like are pretty strong i agree i mean we'll get into it in a little bit here but this was a knockout for me oh hey all right i liked it i was i without going we'll get into it like i said but i was chuckling so much oh like (laughs) I watched it a couple of nights ago, and then I woke up and, and watched it this morning again and was still just, like, delighted. I like, was hemming what? and hawing. My oh, sides was, were splitting. I, I literally, you guys can't see it because I have a shirt right now, but I get stitches up and down both sides of my ribs right now. Oh, golly. I got a six-pack this morning from laughing. <laughs> and it, 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 it not, like, in a, in a, like a, oh, this is dumb. Like, and, like, this is, it was executed. Well, I'll give my ratings already. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll back it up. Back two, it up, two baby. Two steps ahead. Sorry. Tommy, Two steps. And sorry to sideline this, I just had my first night terror last night. Wow. I've never had one before, and it was weird. What? Details? Give okay. me the deets, baby. I was laying down, and... That's what you do usually when you're sleeping. <laughs> Thanks for the play-by-play. And I felt like I could feel someone's hands, like, on my wrists, like, binding my wrists together, and... My hands were not where my face was looking, and I was trying to turn my head, but I couldn't. And I was trying to, like, tell whatever the hell, like, grab me to, like, get off. But I think my brain was just awake before my body was. And I was trying to, like, be like, get the hell off me. All I could do was, like, growl. And I was, like, growling. You were just growling. (laughs) Oh, man. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. And afterwards, I was like, oh, I think I was just half asleep. And then I was like, well, maybe it was a ghost. And I was like, no, I've never had anything paranormal happen. But then I started thinking about, like, people who... You've killed? Well, <laughs> people who claim to have, like, had supernatural encounters, they go, uh, I lived there for, like, months and then had no problems until all of a sudden something started happening. So I wasn't sure if I should, like, be, I don't know. Scared? Yeah, exactly. I was. A ghosty? Uh, it was just funny because I've had this conversation with some of my coworkers who they've claimed to have had uh, night terrors, and I've never had anything like that happen until last night for the first time. Uh, Danielle, any paranormal activity or night terrors? I've had sleep paralysis twice in my life, and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and because your brain is awake the next day, you're really convinced that what happened was actually real. Yeah. I've yeah. had it uh, a couple times in my life as well. It's not fun. No. But you actually lived in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. I, I used up. to work in a haunted hotel. Whoa. Details. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's a really old... It's called the Union Hotel, and it's in Benicia, and they moved it from one location to another location, still in Benicia, and they added on a kitchen. And while the construction was going on, a lot of people claimed to see a child running around. Cool. And whenever they would try to get a hold of him and ask him if, if he was lost, if he needed help, he would just disappear I had a situation where I was trying to find a lost cell phone um, and I had a skeleton key and my skeleton key got jammed in one of the doors when no one else was in, there were maybe like five rooms, no one was in the any of the rooms and it gets jammed in this lock and this sturdy keychain just breaks and all these keys scatter all over the floor. And I just hear this kind of like laughing and pitter patter, like wow. getting farther away from me. And Holy I had a friend shit, who worked fuck. at the reception desk and I had her come up and she really easily could just pull the key out of oh, the door. Man. Like it wasn't stuck there anymore. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Did this kid have like old timey clothes? So I've never seen You've anything. Only heard. Mm-hmm. I've, I've only heard things. Have you ever seen the movie The Innkeepers? 
No. Okay. Mm. Never mind. Don't. Well, that's. Well, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's a really cool movie about people who work in a hotel that's haunted, and it has some really great audio work nice. uh, in it where it scares the shit out of you. Was there any um, like a story of, uh, of with- deaths happening there? Yeah. Yes, there was a woman who hung herself. I think there were a few situations where it was like a drug deal that would go bad. Mm. I think somebody's throat was slit Mm. and he just bled out until whoever slit his throat left. And then he put his hand to his neck and called the cops and actually survived. Whoa. But just like a bunch of weird things. It's a really old building. Uh, And with the... with the kid specifically, the the child ghost, was there anything that people were like, oh, a kid died here back in the day or or just... Not that I'm aware of. Why is a kid ghost spookier than an adult ghost? I mean, to me, it is. I'm more afraid of children in real life than adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. I think like, uh, I think like if you're... I don't know. Maybe like adults usually have an agenda or like a revenge thing. But if it's like a kid, they don't realize they're scaring the shit out of you. It's like some innocence or yeah. Maybe that's like, the juxtaposition. They don't know what's right and wrong. They're just gonna. That is fucked up. Now that you mention it, I had a neighbor who, um, they, in the house they grew up in, they had the they would hear a pitter pattering thing as well too, and the bathroom light in the hallway would flick on and off. And he said at first it was really scary. And then, for whatever reason, he that he didn't feel threatened by it. Like he felt like the kid was kind of comforted by, like he'd go to the bathroom and the light would just turn off, and he would just be fine with it. So that was something interesting. He was a nice ghost. Hey, might have yeah. been Casper. <laughs> How come there's no like, I don't know, like new, like I feel like all the ghosts are from a certain time. You know what I mean? Like all the they're from like turn of the century there's no like there's no like 80s ghost wearing fucking like acid wash yeah. jeans <laughs> he's got a keyboard tie <laughs> he's got a stereo on his shoulder yeah. he's trying cocaine hell yeah yeah where's that guy <laughs> let's have him on the podcast too <laughs> he's he's happy in heaven yeah <laughs> he oh. doesn't want to come back i want like a mitch hedberg ghost oh man oh god funny ghost telling you jokes all yeah. the time hanging out on your couch yeah wow yeah but he's like too slammed on heroin to make any jokes. You know what? You're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, man, so you're just going to keep haunting my living room or right. what? You pissed ghost piss on the couch last night. How is that even possible? <laughs> We're talking Tales of the Crypt this week, and our guest, Danielle, picked this episode. Uh, this episode is called All Through at the House, or All Through the House, I'm sorry. Uh, did you remember watching this one growing up, I'm sure? Yes. Because if you watch this once, you can't ever so, unremember this so the the first episode we did of tales from the crypt was an episode called dig that cat he's real gone it's a episode with joe pangeliano and the reason i liked it so much was because when i would rent the dv or excuse me the vhs of tales from the crypt from the video store it'd be like the first three or four episodes and then like the second four to six so this was one that i had seen a ton like you know when you rented tales from the crypt the show on VHS, this is what you got. It's a good one. It's also cool because it's not supernatural. Like, it's feasible stuff that could happen. It has, I feel like, a lot of the fun stuff that uh, Tales from the Crypt has where it's kind of surreal and campy, but it's also brutal, and everybody in it is a piece of trash. You know what I mean? Everybody's a garbage person. Um, Even the daughter? I mean... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll go into so, it, yeah. but she is. Okay. Um, but yeah, so well, I guess we'll just start. Um, like I was saying, this is a very early episode, and I feel like whoever you know does the t- the Crypt Keeper voice did not have it down at this point. I sounded like really snarly okay. and strange. I would like to ask both of you, what do you think of the Crypt Keeper's Santa Claus puppet mask thing? Creepy. Creepy as fuck. Have you ever seen a Santa Claus costume that had a face built in? It's always just been the beard. I've never seen that. I know. Yeah, this is the problem when you're dead and you <laughs> want to be Santa. You have to get the full but alive like, flesh mask. I mean, it's just, I feel like it was so strange because like it was like these weird beady eyes and you could see the eyelids opening and closing and like, 
weird shit happening under this mask, but you didn't know what the hell you were seeing. It's like, do you think that they they had the Crypt Keeper like puppet costume thing? And they just put Santa Claus' face on top of it? Most definitely. Yeah. It looked like... That's something else entirely. Like, they just put servos and motors behind a rubber Santa face. I hated it. I mean, <laughs> like, in, a, in, like, a good way. I really, yeah, yeah. It really was like, this was fucking terrible. Great way to start it off. A very fucked up, strange tone. Um, but, yeah, his voice sounded different. And also, where's all the puns? Like... There were some still. I feel like he had more of a play on words than actually doing his really heavy-handed, terrible puns, you know? Is a play on words different from a pun? I mean, I guess it's probably the definition of a pun. I was going to say. <laughs> but I mean, like... Everyone at okay. home is like, John's a fucking idiot. But I, okay, but I mean, like... I mean, they normally He subs out the idiot. word clause, like C-A-L-A-U-S-E for Santa Claus, C-L-A-U-S... Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other one he does? It's, um... Instead of... Goosebumps, like Christmas goosebumps. That's right. That little pause he does is so... Instead of fear, he says... Or instead of cheer, he says fear. Oh, is it fear? I thought he said jeer. I don't know, but whatever it is, like... Cheer the, would make more sense. Yeah. The later season... Hey. Keeper... It's, it's episode two, man. Yeah. They're, they're figuring it out. Okay. Fair enough. If I part, that was the weakest part of the whole episode was... The intro. But he had that scary Santa mask. Oh, you know what? Take it back. Retract. Yeah. Edit that out. Okay. <laughs> have we ever have we ever edited anything out? Oh my god, the last episode is a Frankenstein episode, for sure. Really? Yeah. Which one was that? The one that took over two hours of recording with Justin and Tori and a baby in the room. Okay. I was telling Daniel about that too. Oh god. Yeah. Was there any cooing in the background? Yeah, and you were like melt. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's a baby. <laughs> I like babies. I know. Not I mean, mine. Who doesn't? I'm not going to have any ever. No. Well, there you go. <laughs> you can't have any if no one wants to have them with you. Well, after this episode, it kind of makes you reevaluate if you even want kids. Or a wife. Yeah. Um, or a husband. I mean, like I or, said. Or anyone. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody sucks on this show, which is great because it justifies anything happening to anybody. Um so it it starts out with a a very long, like song intro. Nat King Cole just just to show that this this is a wealthy family. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What? And it jumps right into it. It jumps right into it. We meet the piece of shit. Uh, what'd you think of that kill shot? Okay, so before we even get there, one of the things I just wanted to say was the dude, the husband, is all like. Merry Christmas, everyone. My ass. Like, he just finished reading A Christmas Carol. Like, closes it, and he's like, fuck this trash. <laughs> the whole book. Do you think he sat there and read, read I, the whole book? That's what I was wondering, because I was like, he's drinking, like, scotch, and he's, like, talking shit about this book, which is, like, a classic. And I actually looked it up. I was like, how many pages is A Christmas Carol? It's uh, anywhere between 75 to 110 pages, so it wouldn't take more than an hour, so. Jesus. It's possible. Do you think b- before he started reading this, they actually had a happy marriage? And he, <laughs> like, halfway through it, she's just like, fuck this fucking Joseph, right? That's, yeah, Joseph. Yeah. That was my favorite fucking book, Too Far, Joseph. Really? Was it? No. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> well, that was pretty convincing. We, we both snapped heads over at the end. Well, it's just, so, the yeah, the very first word out of his mouth is talking shit about this book, and then, like, his wife, uh, what's her name? Uh, okay. The daughter's name is Carrie Ann. I don't know if we get her name. Did we get her name? What? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Well, <laughs> he's like, he's like, what are you, deaf? Like, oh, jeez. He's, like, immediately berating her, and you're like, all right, this guy fucking sucks, but... That kill shot is great. It happens instantly. Well, yeah. Within the first minute. Yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that front on kill thing is so great. Like you got the, uh, she buries a fireplace poker in his forehead. Okay. And he's saying what? Let me have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, I was, I paused and had and went back and rewatched that, and in my head I was like, 
Thank you, Danielle, for picking this. I'm already full on board for this. Also, to go back to the that scene itself, the fire is looking just fine. He's mm-hmm. like, this fire needs some work. Where's the where's the fire poker or whatever? And, and then he does the let me have it kind of thing. So I had problems. Yeah. That was one of the things I was curious about, too. This seems completely unplanned. Like, was she planning to kill him with the poker or was it just because he said it like that? And I mean, she ridiculed or he ridiculed the bug. <laughs> that, oh, I love that theory. Yeah. She was really a, a I don't know. Like, right up until... <laughs> from the book club. Hey, Danielle's theory is that this is her favorite book, Elizabeth. It's mm-hmm. her favorite book. And he reads the whole thing to her, to his wife. And then at the end, he says, what well, he says, my ass. I wonder if the entire time she's like, I love this guy. He's reading this book to me. It's Christmas Eve. We have tons of presents. And he goes, my ass. And she's like, that's it. You're fucking done. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, if she was planning to murder this dude, I don't maybe... know why she became Tony Soprano right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hey. who you become when you kill someone. Yeah. Forget about it. But, no, so the the daughter almost comes down, sees this dude dead. Like He's propped up. Yeah. Uh, that face? That's when we find out that that's not really her dad. Because she's like, good night, Joseph. And you're like, okay, it's not a real dad. I don't feel too terrible. I, yeah, that was, I started typing, like, first name basis, probably, and then she's like, oh, your stepfather is asleep or something? Yeah. I, uh, I, that was a brutal, and then she gets the thing stuck in his head. Yeah, that's and so fucking fun. just sticking out. Um, just... Dude, his face throughout the entire episode is, like, cross-eyed, cross-eyed cartoon-style dead person voice. Do you remember that, like, when you were watching it, like... Was it, was, uh, when did you first see this? I'm curious. So my dad told me this story when I was really little. He had this theory. I was an only child and he's like, how do I bond with her? I'm going to teach her about the things that I like. And then we're going to talk about that. It's like, great dad. I didn't have any friends K through 12, but So he would tell me these tales from the Crypt episode. So I first heard the story when I was really young, and then I probably saw the episode when I was older, maybe in, like, second grade. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember it being as fast-paced as it was. Uh, Did it scare you then? I know that these things didn't... Okay. It did. This one did. I think we've talked about in the podcast before about how dads, when we were growing up in the 90s, would just show you stuff way before... You were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. all dads. Like, they're, all the dads that were having kids in the 80s and 90s got together and were like, all right, we're supposed to let them show them this in, like, mm, ninth grade. Hit them up at second grade for yeah, it. Pretty much. Yeah. Totally. And then it was always like, the, don't tell mom I showed you this. You're like, she's going to know when I can't sleep for the yeah. next three nights. Yeah. For me, it was the gate, too. The gate? Yeah. What kids, is Kids open up the gate to hell in their basement. Oh. Yeah. That happens. Mm-hmm. The gate two? Yeah. Not the gate one? Oh, uh, no. Uh, uh, gate one was not that scary. I'll have to watch it then. Yeah, there's, a, got, point, there's some... a part that scared the shit out of me where this kid has an eyeball growing in his hand and Ooh. he has to stab it with a piece of glass. And as a kid being like, oh my God, I would have to stab my own eye. But then, I don't know, it was hard for me to wrap my brain around. Did you do that? No. Okay. I was a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you little fat pussy. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget I was goth. Yeah, John was, as a little kid, was uh, a fat, weakling, goth kid. This was just divulged in the last episode. Thanks for being so... Uh... <laughs> I was a wuss. I mean, I say it every episode. I was the scaredest little kid up until a certain point. Slept with the night late on until I was like in like third or fourth grade, at least. Uh, but anyway, let's get back on track. Uh, so uh, he should bring... She brings her daughter upstairs. Little Carrie Ann goes Little upstairs. Ann. She is. She can't wait for Christmas, by the way. She's too hot. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> she needs him to open the window. Oh, yeah. That sounded wrong. <laughs> I wish we could. You wanted me to play that clip? Yeah, please. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, I wish could, everyone could see Danielle's face when John said that. <laughs> she is too She's warm, too hot. I guess I should say. And... Uh, the mom opens up her bedroom. <laughs> the second window. she loses her father figure, you're like, no, nah, I got this. I'm going to step in. 
I'm like, hey, look out. Mom and daughter. That's hey, that's right. popular nowadays. This is uh, where Elizabeth puts her daughter to bed, opens up her window, and uh, then she... Man. I had problems with this. You, If it was like someone who grew up in like real winter, if you open that window, you could open that window for a minute. That thing would cool down, done. You, you, the room would be fine, but... The way it's snowing in that scene, it would if you left it open for as long as they did, like let's say the full run of the episode, twenty three minutes, that kid would be in trouble. That's problematic. Bad parenting. I mean, she's not a great parent to begin with. Everybody sucks. Yeah, sorry, I, I just wanted a tangent. <laughs> just... East Coast kid. I'm like, well, okay, that's probably fine. She's opening the window. Oh yeah, you were like, it's cool. Like the, it'll balance out. It'll be perfect. There's a palm tree in there probably now. And then she asks her what she wants for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Guess what? She already got it. That's and right. She, she does the classic, like, doesn't she say it twice? You know, like, she, like, looks off into the distance and is like, I already got it. Like, she's basically narrating all her inner thoughts to the audience that way. It's like the equivalent of reading it like a comic book. Do you think... It's very uh, heavy-handed, no. but in a fun way. Oh, totally. I think that um, Elizabeth has a, a cabinet or a drawer full of painkillers in this house. <laughs> yeah. She looks like just that like trophy wife marrying for money who like has a couple rosés and opens the drawer and just pops all these pills. Hell yeah. Yeah. John is, John's interest. Ex-pill popper here. <laughs> I was going to say, John wants to get into that life. John wants to be a trophy wife. Yeah, I mean, shit. I'd suck it up for some pills. Is that a penis sucking up? Or? <laughs> I played the fifth. Uh, so she call uh, she calls somebody's phone. Not at, just somebody. Well, did you uh, did you remember this part from when I was a kid? No. Okay. <laughs> There's certain things I think kind of go over your head a lot. I was bit. I was just curious when I, when you said you watched second grade. I was like, I have to follow up with the Nick Monster. Hey, it's the Nick Monster. I'm out partying. Leave your name, number, and measurements. So, is this guy a swinger? Or, I mean, like, I have to assume, leaving this message, he's a pretty filthy piece of shit, right? I'm not sure. Who leaves that information? Like, leave your measurements, unless you're, like, you know, tailoring a suit or something. Like, they probably just (laughs) have their first answering machine. Well, so she's looking at Joseph's will? Yes. Okay. Because, you know, you just keep your will around the house. You don't give it to your lawyer or attorney or, you know, or anyone like that. I, I said lawyer and attorney, like they're two different things. They're not. Oh, that's the exact same thing. She's like, I know I'm not supposed to call you, but I am, and I'm leaving an incriminating voicemail on your, you know, machine. It's just pretty much setting yourself up. That's why I feel like this was not premeditated. No, she doesn't think things through. No. Just all those pills. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I wrote down what I say. I was like, uh, she basically is like, she thinks everything's wrapped up. There's still a body sitting in her living room. That's what I'm saying. I No, no, but I'm just like, there's DNA evidence everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, it's all done. Cool. We're, we're rich. <laughs> uh, and just here's the evidence to this. Like the, the idiot. It's like the fucking Keystone cops are going to show up and, and investigate this and be like, nope, it's all fine. Oh, you know what cops say would be, though? The Pleasantville police. Oh, jeez. Did you guys, uh, you guys got that, right? Yeah. On the newspaper? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I thought was really cool is that it said Pleasantville on the newspaper, but then uh, it they also said, uh, you've reached the Pleasantville Gaines County, and uh, uh, Bill Gaines is one of the creators of EC Comics, uh, which is what Tales of the Crypt was. Mm. So I feel like the Gainesville was a nod to... Okay. The creator. Can you right. edit in Homer screaming? By yawning. <laughs> Our listeners just turning off. Fast forwarding the podcast right now. Yeah. That's I'll okay. Just, I'll just put some snoring sound effects in the back. Crickets? That works. Yeah. You can just do a mash of all of it. Yeah. But this is when we have uh, the radio makes an announcement as Elizabeth's dragging the body out. With uh, a bag over his head. Yeah. She puts a bag on his head to like prevent... More DNA evidence? I don't know. Why would she do that? Because she's got to drag him around. Like, she should have had a plan. 
What, okay, so I had a couple thoughts on the back of the head. Um, was it to, like, make sure he's dead so he, you know, suffocate? Or was it just to keep blood from getting anywhere? I think it was for blood. I don't know. Because it doesn't work if it's trying to keep him from breathing because, spoiler alert, <laughs> he, has he snaps a back. Moment. Didn't work. So, but, yeah, it, they, they say this, this guy who murdered four women after... Uh, Escaping from the home for the criminally insane. Oh, wait, what did he... Okay, so maybe I just heard this wrong. Was it... Was he in there for murdering before, or was he, had he already escaped and murdered? murdered moited? Had he moited for people after? I thought he had escaped and was murdering. Oh, okay. Yes. I think he escaped and murdered four people that night. Okay. Because he had an axe. Yeah, He's ready okay. to go. Oh, and they also said that he stole the Santa Claus costume from one of his victims. Okay. So and I watched be... this twice and got it wrong. I thought that he had murdered four people and was in an insane asylum because he probably pled insanity and got it, which knowing rightfully his so. Yes, rightfully so. And then they're like, he's in a Santa costume that he got from his last murder. And I was like, wait, did he escape the insane asylum, go into the police department, steal his Santa costume back? So now, and this makes way more sense that he actually had been murdering that night. I just lost like five fucking notes that I took. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this doesn't make any sense. I have no content left to give. Well, we're, we were talking a little bit about the Santa Claus murderer dude. Do you guys want to uh, comment anything? Maybe his oral hygiene oh, well, or his complexion? We jumped ahead a little bit. Well, we haven't seen him yet. No, but we know he's out there. We and know she's he's dragging out there. her husband's body out of the house. Mm -hmm. Yep, into and the snow. She's yeah. trying to put him into the well that is on her property, which also is the dumb. first place that the police would look. Um, but yeah, this is when he snaps back to life just for a moment, starts choking her out, and then I she... ju I jump scared. <laughs> Did you really? When he shows up. <laughs> Not, not only did the choke when the the choke out of nowhere happens, but when uh, when Santa's chokers up, could we just call him Santa? Sure. Well, yeah, let's call him Santa. Uh, but Santa Claus. But if you're listening, we spelt that. We voiced it with C L A W S. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but no, they have. So when I was just saying, she does a lot of voiceover. She goes, "Now you're dead." Like she says out loud after. <laughs> Like, she kills him the second time. It's the pills. You she know. has cheesy lines. She's dragging him in the well. She's like, what did she say? Something about, like, oh, a cold plunge. I don't know. She also told him that she was sick of telling him to lose weight or something like that. Oh, yeah. She's criticizing his weight the entire way to the well. Yeah. Did he even look that big, though? No. Maybe I think she was 80s. just so bitter yeah. at that point. <laughs> Maybe the 80s, because too... everyone was doing coke, they're, like, real, real thin. Yeah. Or, you know, she was just too... You know, hopped up on goofballs. Yeah, goofballs. Those will get you. So when they show Crazy Santa, he's got, he pops up out of nowhere and starts attacking Elizabeth. But I love the voiceover that they do. It's like a maniacal laugh. Where it, but he's like, bleh, bleh, and it's like super manic and insane. Like, I, that's the first time I chuckled. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I actually did kind of jump scare when she, like, first, um, like, she, like, backs into him, kind of? Yeah. He comes out of nowhere, axe swinging. Uh, yeah, and then the, I started texting, so, like, she's, like, in a little scuffle with him, and there's, like, an axe in, like, a like a stump. Mm hmm And I was, like, oh, convenient axe is convenient, and then she didn't use it right away, and then a few minutes later, I was, like, okay, convenient axe placement is convenient for plot, because she starts fucking axing back. Well, she uses an icicle to, to, like, slash his face. So if it wasn't, this dude wasn't already disturbing enough, he's got, like, blood, like, pouring from his face. Mm. Like, his beard is not the placement of where your beard would be. It's, like, under the bottom of his neck. And it's filthy. Yeah, and he's wearing, like, those fake Billy Bob teeth. I mean, it's just not a good look I think all around. They're actually called Billy Bob teeth, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Those are like the. Is it like a uh, a reference to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or is just Billy Bob just a name? I don't know. I just teeth. remember at the Halloween store they used to like call them Billy Bob teeth, and I think they were just like 
had huge gaps in them and they were all rotted out. Oh, I, just, I literally just shivered thinking about them. About crazy Santa? Not just Santa. <laughs> Normal Santa. We have that kind of uh, rapport. Uh, so she goes back inside, calls 911, and... She acts his hand. Yeah, she... She escapes. Yeah, she's like slamming the door. He's trying to get in. She takes an axe to his arm, and then she makes the call. Well, oh, but she hesitates to give the address of where she lives because she looks out through her window uh, of her front door and she sees the body of her dead Jojo Joseph. So she's on the phone and she's like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to give my address." And then all of a sudden she. Starts freaking out, and she's like, you know what? I have to, uh, wait, does she see him crawling up the window? No. Uh, no. Right. One of the greatest things happens is she just hangs up the phone, and then tire swing just through the window. Oh, yes. The tire swing through the window, I was like, if this was a tire swing I had in real life, like, as a kid, you would try and max out that tire swing distance like how did this not happen maybe uh what is her name little mary my brother marianne split my face open by swinging a tire swing into it when we were kids split your face open yeah like from neck no just mostly my lips (laughs) so so your lips in your mind your lips are all your face (laughs) when you got lips like this yeah oh baby Um, i'm sitting across from big jagger over here (laughs) um the other thing I want to touch on in that scene was the this town, Pleasantville, has the worst operators oh in God. existence. I they, love... they have this thing where when she calls the first time, she's like, uh, give me the police. He's here. He's here. The killer, blah, blah, And this lady's like, what's your address? And then when she doesn't say anything, the operator just hangs up the phone. <sighs> yeah. It's like, hey, my job's done. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'm fucking working. It's not like there are any other murders that happened tonight. All the other operators are in the break room drinking eggnog. and Well, the operator, she gives her a pretty good piece of advice, which is to find a weapon and defend yourself. That sounds like something out of a video game, like a horror video game. Yeah. It's like... Choose choose your weapon. Choose your weapon. Search the house and find a weapon. You have 35 seconds. And what does she exclaim to the audience? Joseph's gun! Oh, this. oh, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, this is the, that's the second uh, phone call you're She thinking. calls the operator multiple times. Yeah. Or they call her. The police call her. The police then call after the tire swing scene. Yeah, then um, she decides to give her address. She, uh, she hits the dude with the, the blunt side of the axe, knocks him out the window, and the noise he makes when he falls, again, the noise the Santa makes were so good. He's like, ah, ah, ah. It was like if um, the penguin, the w- penguin or like Wario or someone was like yeah. a deranged Santa Claus, just like the best noises. Um, yeah, and the police call, and this this officer is just like telling a very serious thing, but he's kind of like casual about it. He's like, "Yeah, just so you know, there's a killer, and uh, we got a police coming out there. I don't know, twenty minutes. Yeah, and uh, lock your doors. I, I don't want to scare you or anything, but he might have an axe or some shit like that." So this is one of the things that really confused me, where she goes and runs to go get Joseph's gun, which is kept in a closet, looks through the window, sees Santa Claus climbing up the side of her house towards her daughter's open window, and then tries to leave the closet, and the door handle just happens to fall out. Both sides. Yeah. That's my first, favorite part. I was like... The whole episode. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> like what? Like this, this of course. shouldn't happen. So many obstacles. I, at first I was like, oh, the Santa Claus did that. But I was like, oh, no way. He's outside. There's no way he could have. This just happens to happen. You know what I was hoping for? Huh? Tim Allen was going to be the Santa Claus in this movie. Oh, really? Like, like, you know, in the, the original, you've seen the Santa Claus, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, uh. He kills Santa. He, well, accidentally. Yeah. But he, like, falls off the side of the house and lands, just like how Santa got knocked uh, off after the tire swing scene. And the little girl looks out the window after he she hears the drop. And all she sees is, like, the outline of a Santa Claus in the snow. 
And everybody was like, man, this is where the writer for Tim, for Tim Allen's The Santa Claus is like, really inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that scene really irritated me and is also great because she's got the gun right there. Santa's just sitting in the window, like, taunting her. Grab that gun and shoot him in the fucking face. Also, so Santa's climbing up the outside of the house towards the daughter's window and the daughter's looking out the window seeing him not afraid at all hmm. yeah do you feel she's like-, like take my hand you axe welding <laughs> cut faced mental patient santa <laughs> like i i don't know i mean i could see a kid <laughs> setting aside their disbelief because they want to believe in santa claus to get presents and shit but i mean Kids are afraid of a friendly Santa at a mall. So, like, if you see this, an actual scary Santa coming at you, like, don't you think the kid would be a little freaked? Maybe it's like Danielle, where, like, the scary things didn't really scare her, but the normal things kind of scared you. The children scared me. Right. Uh, Also, she starts insulting Santa Claus when he's like, she's like, get up here, you slowpoke. Where are my presents? You know, like, it's like, Jesus, you're trying to get... Also... The thing that I thought was crazy was a tire swing blows through the side of this house. The phone's ringing. The kid stays asleep. But what was it like the mom's outside doing something? She runs outside to get the, to get the gun. The door closes. And the girl's like, Santa? Yeah. She, I'm awake. Yeah. She's... <laughs> this little girl is very inconsistent and very delusional. She's pretty much... Willing to suspend any type of sanity for I present. think later in her life, she grows on to become the murderous version of Mrs. Claus to the Santa. Oh, like the get-together? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I wrote a screenplay for it last night. What is it? I don't know. The little kid's not scared at all. The, the mom is so freaked out that she busts out of the closet and like smashes the door frame. I don't know how she couldn't lift her dead husband, but she somehow manages to smash through a, a locked door. Hey, a mother in distress. Oh, yeah, I guess, right? She summoned that. And was Santa thinking that the little girl was going to pull him up from the ladder? Didn't that happen? No, because I thought they, they, they should like, so, so let's jump ahead to the next part. Uh-huh. She goes downstairs and she busts out of the closet yeah. and there is, Santa Claus with the daughter and the door blows open. Yeah. So I'm thinking like she couldn't reach. The daughter ran downstairs and was like, hey, come through the front door. That's what I thought because there's no way this little girl was like, let me just pull gigantic evil Santa Claus with my hand. I thought that, I mean, now that you're saying that, it makes sense. I thought what was happening was that the door swing was just so that way they could give the reveal of her holding his hand. Like, oh. first you just see her, and then because the door's open, like, something swings, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, it's too late. Killer's in the house. He's got your daughter, which is, like, the last thing you want to happen. That's, like, what the scary, devastating, you know, thing is. Okay. I, I but just, you're right. I didn't I think I didn't it think was that, that. Because, I mean... I was thinking, too, like, there's no way this kid's going to be able to pull this giant man. But I don't know if he got far enough that he was able to use his axe to, oh. like, swing through the window, leverage himself. I could see that, too. Yeah. Or, you know, just like, you know, when mothers are in distress of their kids, they also, uh, kids have had amazing feats of strength as well. So maybe she saw those, you know, she wanted those She presents. wanted those gifts. She wanted those gifts. Greedy fucking kid. Yeah. You know what, uh... If I was a kid, I'd be like, "Where are the reindeer at?" <laughs> Something you know, that's not really right here. that's really what the proof. Yeah, I mean, if I was like, "Are you Santa Claus?" We'll see this glowing red nose of Rudolph. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> "You got me, Wario." <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. So then we have the great little the line. I I actually thought this line was coming at one point throughout the episode. At some point, when you know she's she's terrified. Her daughter's holding evil Santa Claus's fan, fan, hand. Um, and, you know, he says, naughty or nice. So do you guys have any thoughts about that? I have thoughts about the screaming at the I end have of the episode. so much screaming. So I have just, okay. I was wondering, does this Santa really 
do what Santa Claus does and judge people if they're naughty or nice, kill naughty people and leave nice people alone. Like, is it a coincidence that it's Christmas and he's wearing this Santa Claus thing? Because at the end when he goes naughty or nice, is he judging that he's this woman is naughty because he saw her killing her husband? Like, is he a vigilante? Well, I think she, I think Santa Claus saw that uh, she was trying to frame him for uh-huh. murder and he's so prideful that he's like, no, I want to, I commit my murders, and I don't want to take credit for this fake one. Like you're going to jail for that. I'll go to jail for the real ones. So not saying naughty or nice was actually just being like, "Hey, I'm Santa. This is some shit he says." Yeah. Okay. I think it was his his uh, killer ego, alter ego. Daniel, your thoughts? I was kind of with you. I thought like <laughs> I was just dripping right there. Yeah, you've murdered your husband, your second husband. You're naughty. Do you think she killed her first husband? Probably. No, I bet you the first husband was really nice. Something tragic happened to him? Something happened, yeah. He was killed he by the Easter by, Bunny. The Easter Bunny <laughs> killed him. He got hit by uh, original Santa's sleigh. Um, but I do think... I do actually agree with you. I was kind of joking there, but... I think the naughty or nice thing is truly kind of his M.O. Because he could have killed a little girl, but she was actually nice. I mean, she was a little greedy for her presence, but she... Obviously wasn't murdering anyone, wasn't murdering his spouses. So that's pretty much the end of the episode. And when they get back and cut to the Crypt Keeper, he makes a very distinctive point of telling the viewer the little girl was okay. Yeah. And I thought that was really strange. I was like, so maybe the naughty or nice thing does have some weight to it because who gives a shit like being like, oh, by the way, that little girl, she was fine. Yeah. Because she was the only person, well, I guess she was greedy, so, I mean, everybody was a piece of crap, but she was probably the least yeah, guilty of... Yeah, she was the of... smallest poop. There you go. But, uh, the screaming at the end. Yeah, wow. this deranged individual has my daughter, what can I do? I'm just going to stoop on this step and scream dramatically for, like, two minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. She had can, some great pipes, too. Can you, uh... Can you clip that and edit it in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll do it right now. Ready? Okay. Uh, and here is the screaming scene. No! No! Ah! Ah! No! No! Ah! And that was the screaming scene. Thanks, Tom. No problem. I'm just helping you out. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Crypt Keeper is like, now takes off his gruesome Santa Claus mask, and you get to see classic... Crypt Keeper face, and that's like, I don't know, always fun. I feel like in the intro, it was like a head on a stick, so it's fun to see, like, with all the animatronics and stuff moving around. Uh, Wouldn't it have been funny if this this wasn't the actual insane killer, this was actual just Santa Claus? Oh, this is, like, actual Santa Claus lore of Christmas? Yeah, or, cool. or just, like, uh, you know, when she first bumps into him, he's, like, just, like, joking around, like, ha. Ah! And then he gets all pissed off because she starts swiping at him with, with icicles and pickaxes. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> all right, well, fuck it. We'll edit that out. Uh, you guys want to do a little ratings? Uh, let's let's take a break real quick. Let's eat a piece of candy. Okay. And then we'll do our ratings. Cool. <laughs> That's right. Candy Talk is back. It's been hey. a while. It's it's sweet to be back. That's right. It's December. Time uh, for like some treats in your stocking. Of course, we want gummies. We don't fuck around with chocolate. Right? Right. Uh, and actually, Danielle came with her own candy today. Sure. Oh, really? Is that not the case? You guys are from the liquor store, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, because I've seen these over there. Mm-hmm. But I was at that liquor store <laughs> yeah. when these were being purchased. Spare so. changing. Same thing. We, same it was thing. a group. We were in the same vicinity. So, yes. Uh, what do we got over here? Uh, how would you pronounce that? Haribo? Oh, yeah. Haribo? We've uh, had this conversation. That's the place. Uh, it's Amsterdam? Holland? I think it's German. A, well, it's... Oh, actually, the etymology of the word. I just know that it's like some European candy place that's really popular uh, there. Like it's a town? 
Oh, it's kind of like, you know, how they have Kinder instead of, and we have Hershey's. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, I guess, like, you know, people in Europe are, like, in really into chocolatiers and they make really fancy shit and we're really lowbrow because we make milk chocolate. Chocolatiers sounds funny. Yeah. Sounds like some sort of group you're in as a kid, like... Yeah, like the Mouseketeers? Yeah. Oh, that's what it... Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, Brittany. we're working on the Haribo Smurf Sour Gummy Candy. Um, it looks like there's, what, three flavors? It looks like we got... Uh, a regular Smurf, Papa Smurf, and what, oh, Smurfette? God. That's it. That's kind of weird. So, well, those are the three different flavors. So They're Papa, all Smurf flavored. They didn't taste any different, really, to me. Okay. Very chewy. Not in a bad way, but... Um, it hurt your temple. My temple, specifically? Well, you're putting your fingers to them. I don't know. Like not. you had some type of magic powers. No, I'm not. <laughs> Let the record show that John is a fucking liar right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, I thought they were okay. I thought they're pretty good. Not much distinct uh, flavors, but uh, decent chew. Would have liked a little more of a gummy, a little less chew. John is now putting his finger to his temples. He's putting his one finger to both his temples somehow. Now he's okay. Would you say these candies are sour? More sour than like just something. Not sour at all, but if we were going to like put it next to some sour straws or some warheads, no, not at all. Not at all. I agree. I say these are, if like normal candy, chewies, gummies, five, this was like a 5.5 maybe. If I had to choose one adjective to describe them, I'd say smurfy. Oh, God. (laughs) See what I have to deal with here? All right, all right. Uh, so that was candy talk. Uh, let's get into the ratings. Uh, so we'll let you go first. Uh, the way we do our ratings is we do uh, zero to ten creepy crawlers, ten being the best, um, zero being the worst. That's usually how it works. And you can give us some final thoughts in the episodes, uh, anything you want, and then give your ratings, and they'll be in the archive. You can also go back, and when you come on for another episode, you can... Yeah, you can always retcon your score if you're yeah. like, by the way, I saw a better one or a worse one, so... I have to give this Tales from a Crypt a nine. It was like a childhood favorite. It was good. They came right out the gates with murder. Holiday classic, solid nine. Yeah, I agree. Any, uh, do you have like a favorite moment? Like, I know I have one, but... I think my favorite moment is just when this this little girl leans out the window and is just so preoccupied with her own materialistic desires that she's like, what can I do to get you in my house now? Yeah, I agree. That was right up there with me as well. Uh, and the John- doorknob just completely falling off the door. That yeah. was classic. <laughs> like how, yeah, she, she, pulls the, sorry, she pulls the first one out. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just put it in and then knocks the other one out. And I, I've i seen doors like that. You can just reach in and pull the thing up to, I mean, there might be a different style door knob, but you can just reach in when the, the knobs are out and pull this little thing and it'll pull the tab out and open the door. But hey, she was panicking. Great scene. John, do you want to do your creepy crawler? Uh, Yeah. So uh, I love Tales from the Crypt for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah, true. Did not really have as many uh, Crypt Keeper puns as I typically like when I watch these episodes. Um, but like we said, they were still uh, trying to get it down, their formula, as far as how they wanted him to be campy and stupid and you know annoying. Um, the story itself, it's cool. It has the... Karma? Yeah, it has the negative karma... Where, yeah, you fucked up, you did something negative, and now terrible things are going to happen to you. Um, but it also has the fun of being a holiday episode, which I think we all enjoy. Um, and also taking a beloved character like Santa Claus and kind of making it something that you're afraid of instead of, you know, excited about. Especially having seen this as a kid, um, it just, you know, was even more devastating. Um, that being said, there really only was one kill um but it does happen right out the gate um as far as the tales from the crypt episode goes i'm gonna have to give this one an eight 
Eight out of ten creepy Great crawlers. rating. Mm-hmm. Great rating. Um, real quick before we do my ratings, do you remember, I never saw it, but I think in the 80s or early 90s, there was a movie that came out about an evil, like, black Santa, like, a, not black uh, racially, but it's like it was like evil Santa or bad Santa, and it got, like, protested by families, and it got, like, kicked out of theaters. So um, there's a movie called Black Christmas... Uh, which is a slasher from the 80s. Where, oh, they might be it. Yeah, where basically this... My apologies to Black Santa. Like, this kid is in a car with his mom and dad. Like, they pull over because they see a Santa Claus on the side of the road. Santa Claus murders this kid's family. He ends up going into, like, foster care. And then around Christmas time, how some traumatic shit happens where he puts on a Santa Claus costume and murders everybody he, like, works with at oh, the toy wow. store. Um, I thought you were going to say... That- the kid's family gets murdered, and Dude. then he goes and works to the North Pole. It's like a slave labor. They made four sequels to this movie, and, like, they just get more and more ridiculous. Like, in, like, Black Christmas 4, there's, like, toys that come to life to murder people. It just, it gets completely That would have scared me. Yeah. Like, toys come? Match. Toys yeah. coming like to dolls? life? dolls? Puppet no. Master? Oh, Anybody? No. Toys? You ever seen the movies called, like, Demonic Evil Toys? To- Demonic Toys. Yeah. That was another one by the same production company, Full Moon, who did Puppet Master. Jesus Christ. I know. I had nightmares about that. So, <laughs> back to my ratings. Uh, I thought this was a fantastic episode. It starts off with a slow intro, playing this whole Nat King Cole song, and then it just jumps right in. It shows you Stepdad is a jerk. Murder, boom! Everything is just going from this like slow thing. We're we're hitting we're hitting everything real quick. We establish that he's a stepfather. Yeah. So you lose. We hate him already. We hate him already. Um, and you know then it just gets into the the whole disposing of the body and Santa Claus shows up. And I really enjoyed the fact this episode had no one you're rooting for in it. Even the little girl towards the end, you're like, you're a fucking idiot. You're greedy. You're the I guess the most likable one in this, but... Um, that's not saying much. That's not saying much. So it was a fun thing where you're not like, oh, I'm pulling for one side here. You're sort of just like, let's just see how this plays out. It's like when you watch, I mean, as a sports fan, it's when you watch like two teams you have no feelings about play, and one of them is Evil Santa, and one of them is uh, Pill Poppin' Widow. Oh, that's a sport I'd watch. Yeah. Oh, let's start that. Um, great episode. The Santa Claus noises were... The, my favorite part. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I just wanted to know like what Zemeckis was like. No, 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 no. Like I bet you they probably had things at first that were like, ooh, ooh. and he's like, no, no, no. You got to be like, oh. There was like, oh, there also was a great nut kick scene in this oh, yeah. too, which I was like, yep, nineteen whatever year this came out. It was like the classic like woman kicks man nuts, and he's like, I was expecting like, like, oh yo yo, expecting like. <laughs> Like Tweety Birds to come out and like spin around his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a live action cartoon. I'm gonna have to go and give this an 8.5 out of 10 creepy crawlies. What? Wow. Which is a high rating for me. I'm usually the lower scoring person here. Besides yeah. Freddy's Nightmares, the best show ever. Um, wow. Yeah, I thought this was a fan. Nice job, Tales Welcome. in the Crypt. Yes. Awesome. Very nice job. Round we applause. celebrate your <laughs> magic. Um, I want to see a Hanukkah version of this. Ooh. Ooh. Like the mensch from the, the mensch on the bench who just like escapes from the mental institution. Mm-hmm. And he haunts them for eight crazy nights. Wow. Oh, did we just come up with a little miniseries? Whoa. I like it. Yeah. Let's write it. Oh, that'd be so much fun. It's like, let me inside. There's a draft out there. Yeah. He's just complaining the entire time. <laughs> My gold is getting cold in my, my pockets. Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, that would be really fun. And so I thought this was a great episode, Danielle. That was amazing. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. A lot of and, fun. Uh, is, is there anything you want to plug, plug, or, plug? Or, or anything you should want to shout out? Any people you want to give shout outs to? What about to? this haunted hotel? Where's that at? Yeah. There is a haunted hotel. It's not advertised as that. So don't be discouraged if you ever make the way to the northeast bay of California, um, Venetia, California. Shout out but to it is haunted. Okay. 
And is there a certain room or rooms just in general? No, I think the hallways are pretty spooky. Um, if you also make your way to Benicia, you could go to Lake Herman where the Zodiac Killer had a shack where he murdered people. Oh, I was really upset that they didn't mention that in his movie. I'm like, come on, this is our claim to fame here. Because he he did a lot of work in San Francisco, but he murdered a lot in Benicia. Oh, and that's where you're from, right? Yes. That's always cool. We don't really have anything else that we can brag about, so I'm, I'm full throttle... Zodiac killer. Look at these murders. <laughs> look at look at these child ghosts. Hell yeah. That's what I'm the same way from my uh childhood hometown in New Hampshire. I've mentioned this many times before in the podcast, but uh have you ever you know who H. H. Holmes is? Yeah. He's from my hometown in New Hampshire. He grew up there oh, as a wow. kid. Yeah. I've been to his house. He was there. He owes me five bucks. Yeah, fucking bastard. And nowadays when it's like two grand probably. Anyway. But yeah, um, so any anyone in particular want to shout mom dad? I'll give a shout out to my dad, who's yes. the reason why I was watching Tales from the Crypt. Alfred Hitchcock presents The Twilight Zone. Without him, you wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't. In Thanks, more dad. ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always uh, like to give shout outs to dads. Um, as hey. usual for our podcast, if you want to send us an email, uh, our email is jordanspooky at okay. gmail.com. Uh, and our Twitter is on Twitter at short and spooky. There you have it. And, uh, yeah, send us, uh, want everyone, you know what, uh, give us a shout out to your dads out there. Um, what's a good dad hashtag? Uh, we've already talked oh, about dads. Hashtag da- bad dads. Okay. There you go. For showing you stuff you're, when you're too little, not necessarily porn. <laughs> not, not, you don't bad dads. That. You <laughs> might want to reword that one. No, no, we, we want that. Rad dads. Rad dads. There, there we go. go. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on, and we're all going to party later tonight, so. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Crazy happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. And happy atheism. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.